Are you that weirdo who experiences high strangeness? Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Happy Hour Gets Weird. Hi, welcome or welcome back. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird. Hello, thank you for joining us for Happy Hour. Yes, absolutely. And and usually we have like kind of a cocktail fancy that we make, but I did not make a fancy cocktail. It is raining cats and dogs here. It is high wind speeds. It sounds like there's a turbine engine in my yard. Mm-hmm. So I just poured myself a, a glass of Trader Joe's sparkling grapefruit Prosecco. Yummy. Did I say glass? Because I actually meant the bottle. Oh, you just brought the bottle? It Well, it fit in one glass. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That sounds delicious. I know the weather is not great. It is kooky. And we were postponed from recording this episode for a few weeks because we had that freak snowstorm in Northern California in the Sierra Nevadas. Yeah, Cassie sent me a terrifying picture of her on her own roof shoveling snow. I've never been more stressed out in my life. You were not as stressed as I was because I was for sure that our roof was going to capsize. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Somebody asked me, is your roof rated for all of that snow? And i that's a question that I've never pondered in my life. And then I just couldn't sleep until I shoveled it all off. I told my dad because he was by and I showed him the picture and I said, I'm so stressed out. And he said that um, you should go, his words, you should go, quote, round up all the boys on the football team and make them do it. So maybe just you might be arrested, but just, um, you know. I was going to say that would be suspicious. A a 30-something-year-old woman trying to get young (laughs) men into her car for quote unquote a work specifically only football players please no you Um, you you're part of the hacky sack crowd you back up I do have two 17 year old brothers and I tried to wrangle them into it um well actually I didn't actually try because I knew they have lead very busy teenager lives like one brother was working the other one I think was probably working too and um, so I was like you know what I am not a do nothing bitch so I'm just gonna try to do it I did get a very very large grapefruit size bruise mystery bruise on my leg but you know what the good thing is my legs were so frozen I didn't even feel it wow I was just afraid you would fall off. I was also very afraid. I am terrified of two things. One, spiders. Two, heights. It took me an hour, almost, to talk myself up the ladder. Yeah, that's scary. So, but I did it. Our roof hasn't caved in yet. Now I'm stressed out about that. Okay, okay. (laughs) Can we get into something less stressful, which is... Like high strangeness, weird things. Yes, okay, of course, of course. Okay, so my story is not super weird. I know when we talked about this episode, we talked about something very, very weird, very, very Mm -hmm. strange. Mine is not super weird, but it is very local and recent. So I, and maybe a little bit of a conspiracy (gasps) cover-up. Oh, no. Okay. Mine is weird. I'm always like, is this high strangeness? Mine was, I literally found on the high strangeness Reddit. Um, But... 
mine is very weird and not local or recent. So okay. very opposite. <laughs> so what, who do you think? What should we like start? What should be the appetizer for this episode? Mine's not very long. Okay, you go. That okay. settles it. Okay. So um, my source is cryptopia.us. Um, and I will send, we will have the link in our notes. I yes. also listen to um, part of a podcast, the Cryptonaut podcast. I listened to an episode of that, which I listen to them every once in a while. I actually love that podcast. I listen to them once in a while too. The great Cryptonauts is a great podcast. If you're into cryptids, check it out. Yeah, I think it's really fun. I'm always afraid to be like, I'm a fan because then, you know, what God knows what's going to happen now. Well, I mean, nobody's ever, well, I know, are they going to be problematic? <laughs> no. It's like I, the only person I know I'm safe to like is Mr. Rogers at this point. <laughs> okay. So my story takes place in Falkville, Alabama. In the fall of 1973, on this night, Jeff Greenhaw, the 26-year-old chief of police, had the strangest night of his life. Oh, my goodness. Are you scared? Yes. And I always like it when it's an account from someone in a position of authority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's like they have more to lose. Exactly. In my opinion, the 70s is the best decade of music. I will, hands down, best decade of music, 1970 to 1979. Yeah, that's hard to dispute. Um, Was it the scariest time to be alive for weird shit? I just feel like there's so many weird stories. Okay. So Jeff Greenhaw wasn't actually working that night, but maybe because this was a small town, Jeff got the call anyway. Uh, just as he was settling in for the night with his wife around 10 p.m., Greenhaw received a call from a hysterical woman, unnamed hysterical woman. The woman claimed that an unidentified flying object had landed just outside of town in a field that was owned by Bobby Summerford. It's a small town. Everybody knows whose field this is. Obviously, it was in Bobby's field. <laughs> so even though he was off duty... Chief Greenhaw decided to follow up on the call. He grabbed his gun, his handcuffs, and almost as an afterthought, his Polaroid camera. Oh, man. On his way to the location of the sighting, he did radio into the station, to the station, which I think was a smart move. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not be like every person in every horror movie ever and just take off into the night. Right. So Chief Greenhaw arrived at Bobby Summer Ford's field, and he doesn't see anything out of the ordinary. The field is black, quiet, empty. So Greenhaw drives the perimeter of the field just to make sure he has to check it out, right? I'm not sure how big this field is. It didn't specify, but big enough for him to feel like he had to drive around to see it, I guess. Right. He still doesn't see anything. Finally, Greenhaw takes a narrow gravel road for one more good look. I'm assuming this road bisected the field. Okay. So, picture this. Greenhaw is on this dark road, slowly driving. He probably has the windows down because it's early autumn. His elbow hanging out the window. The night is quiet. 
just the sound of tires crunching on gravel and the only light is coming from his truck's high beams. Then, suddenly, something is there. Standing about 75 feet away, Greenhaw saw an entity. As any police officer would do, Greenhaw exited his vehicle and started to walk towards what he later described as a humanoid entity. Oh my goodness. He thinks at first maybe someone needs help. He just kind of sees a figure. He wasn't sure what was going on, obviously. So Greenhaw calls out to the figure, but he doesn't get a response. When Chief Greenhaw gets within 15 feet of the entity, it finally becomes visible. And then he knows that something is very wrong. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> from, this is a quote from the article. Quote, the entity appeared to be wearing some kind of silvery metallic suit that resembled thick aluminum foil. Okay. The being was illuminated by the truck's lights, silvery and bright. A metal man. Oh my goodness. Okay. Other descriptions of the entity stated that it was small and had an antenna sticking out of its head and moved in jerky motions. What? Nightmare fuel. Yeah. Like jerky motion. Anything that moves in jerky motions, <laughs> it's, it's not good. I know. It's either, this is either so scary or so funny. It just, like, depends on who the director is, There's I guess. nothing like, in between. Yeah, it's like one of the two. You're either laughing or you're crying. This is a quote from Chief Greenhaw. It looked like his head and neck were kind of made together. He was real bright. Something like rubbing mercury on nickel, but just as smooth as glass. Different angles give different lighting. When I saw him standing in the middle of the road, I immediately stopped the car and asked if he was a foreigner. <laughs> but no sound came out of his mouth <laughs> <laughs> he's a real john wayne character i get the get listen the... here partner <laughs> that's my john wayne <laughs> um so very quickly greenhaw realized that he was out of his depth but he also realized that he still had that polaroid camera with him oh my gosh he quickly snapped four pictures um, whatever it was, instantly took off running away from Greenhaw once the camera's flash went off. So Greenhaw ran back to his truck and gave chase. Wait, he got out of his truck at some point? He, I, mi- he, I totally he, missed that He got that out part. of his truck at the beginning. Oh, I missed that part. Oh, my gosh. So he was on foot approaching when he saw something. He approached on foot. He thought somebody was hurt, but then they didn't respond. And then he got close and saw that it was a metal man. Oh, Jerky my movements. Melty Weird. metal. No, I don't like it. I don't antenna. like it. So he ran back to his truck, started chasing the metal man. This guy would be so dead in a movie. So <laughs> Greenhaw is driving through this field, chasing the metal man, Um, which up until this point might just have been a weird, like a petite person in a weird costume. Right. right? Yes. Yes, of course. Like literal... Covered in, like, literal tinfoil. Yeah. Or some weird shiny thing. Yes. But this is the part that really puts it over the edge for weirdness. So, Greenhaw's driving through this field, but the field has uneven terrain. I mean, it's just like a field. Everybody's Mm -hmm. been in a field, right? Right. 
So he could only drive what he said was about 35 miles an hour. But that should still be fast enough to keep up with a person on foot. I don't think um, the average person can run 35 miles an hour. Especially not covered in foil. (laughs) (laughs) That foil would be flying off left and right. However, Greenhaw could not keep up with the metal man. The metal man outran the truck. According to Greenhaw, quote, he ran in a bizarre way, seemed to have springs in the feet for propulsion, could cover about three meters in every way. Oh, so he was like, boing, boing, like go-go gadget legs. He was running faster than any human I ever saw. No. That's what Greenhaw said. During the chase, Greenhaw lost control of his truck and ended up in a ditch. Been there, done that. I haven't seen a metal man, but I have ended up in a ditch. The metal man ran into the night and was never seen again, aside from a terrible Polaroid picture. So that wraps up that night. Terrifying, weird, bizarre. Yes. Within months of revealing his bizarre encounter, the chief of police was terminated by the town (gasps) council. His marriage fell apart. What? And... I believe this is non-related, but his house also burnt to the ground. What? Oh, my God. All right. But, all right. Well, wait a minute. I just remembered the unidentified hysterical woman. Unidentified. Hysterical. And a woman. Nobody cares about her. I'm like, what? How How does she play in this? What did she see? We don't know. We oh, don't my know who goodness. She is. Did she burn the house down? We, I don't know who she was. Maybe his wife is now with that woman. This was all a ruse? <laughs> yes. So that lady could marry the chief's wife? <laughs> yes. Wow. Cassie, I like what you're They were playing at. the long game. That's really good, Cassie. That's really, really good. <laughs> and if you have any mysteries out there, contact the Happy Hour Gets Weird Private Investigators Unit. <laughs> uh, please send us a Gmail. Um, so what Chief Greenhaw saw that day remains a mystery. He sent his photos to Mo- into MUFON, the uh, Mutual UFO Network. Yes. But investigators believed that they were most likely a hoax, although I don't understand this. So MUFON claimed that, they, that the photos did show evidence of a UFO, mm. but he never claimed to take pictures of a UFO. He just took pictures of a metal man. So to me, it's like, that's almost like their general letter that they return because they right. don't want to deal with you. It's like, although we see evidence of a UFO, this is not good enough. Just send that out to everybody <laughs> who sends us anything because we can't deal with them anymore. Like, I don't really understand why he got that response. I'm really not sure what that's about. Well, okay. But that I, to think about this, so let's say, let's... If this is a hoax, I'm going to talk through this out loud. If this is a hoax, it's a small town, right? Everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Eventually, would someone would out. fess up to it. It would, it would, you know, what? what Bob, say it was Bobby. Okay, it was Bobby's field. He's like, you know what? I want. I'm. I'm bored. I want to, you know, it's scare just, people. It's like right at Bobby Summer. Summer. It's so like Bobby. Alley. Yes. Yeah. So like him. Eventually, it would come out, and I don't think that it would lead to a loss of a career a loss of a a crumbling of a marriage like a well we say it's unrelated but who knows I know yeah they didn't there wasn't details I mean there's not a lot of details about this story because it's so old um 
I'm sure I'll find out tomorrow that it's not that it's all a hoax for me just to somebody's just really making fun of me right now. None of it's real, but I found it on a few sources. So the story is around. I, I think the story is real. But um, some people believe that it was a hoax that Greenhaw perpetrated, but other people think like he was also tricked. Like the, the whole thing was a prank. In that case, I could see it not coming out because maybe they were like, holy shit, I didn't mean to get this guy fired and okay. divorced. Yeah. All right. I could see kids pranking a cop and thinking it's hysterical because you're a kid, but then it's spiraling out of control so fast. And then you're like, I am never going to claim that I did this because I just like destroyed this man. I would see it on the the flip side of that saying like, okay, wait a minute. He just got fired. We're going to go into the police station and say, hey, this was us dressed up in tinfoil and silver paint. Like we did not mean any harm. When you're a kid, if you do anything wrong, you're like, I'm probably going to go to prison. Yeah. You know how kids think For like sure. everything is yeah. their fault and everything is really, really big? Yeah, 100%. I don't know. I don't know. Some people think that it is real. Some mm-hmm. ufologists believe that the metal man was a robotic scout for what may have been an extraterrestrial landing craft since it was like very robotic. Mm -hmm. I think the strange nature of this experience and entity itself makes it easy to dismiss because it's Mm -hmm. so weird. And I'll send Mm -hmm. you the picture from the website um, for you to look at right now. I'll just send you the, it's very hard to see. God, this would be such an unfortunate time for me to accidentally text a coworker. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple times a day, I think, what if I sent this to the wrong person? And it's like, oh, my, I, I would be just like, chief, I, my life would be over too. Fired, <laughs> divorced, house burnt down. Okay. Just like one false text. My life's over. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I just got it. It's very mm. grainy and very, very strange. On the Reddit, some people were like, is that Bender from, um, oh my gosh. Futurama. Yes, yes. Yes. It does look like him. Um, so yeah, that's the description also is if if the other descriptions weren't clear enough, it's very bender esque. Cassie can post the pictures on our Instagram. I totally will. But so anyway, I if anybody's lying, it's not Chief, because his life just went to shit. He gained nothing from it. No, he lost everything. And also, has anybody thought about the fact that maybe he's not a metal man, but maybe he's a baked potato man <laughs> i'm just throwing out all the options he i feel like the he he's very humanoid he is does have the same proportions of a human man mm-hmm. or woman if you scroll down there's like there's okay. also another kind of little picture oh okay i see it's a it. little bit darker darkened out mm-hmm it does mm-hmm. kind of look like the asbestos firefighting suit, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I guess um, somebody might have gotten their hands on that. I mean, what a, I don't know. If it's I fake, know. I feel even worse for this poor guy. Well, I know. I I know. But I think maybe. Oh, so here's a picture of the Polaroids. Wow. How terrifying. But then you have the account where he was running faster than 35 miles an hour. Yeah, that part is weird. And then it's like, at some point, do you think you're experiencing something so weird that everything gets distorted? Maybe he wasn't driving as fast as he thought. Or maybe 
mm-hmm. you know, there's just so many strange things. Maybe the metal man was wearing those moon shoes that I used to have when I was a kid. Oh my gosh, I totally had those. Those were really fun. I feel like I fell a lot though. Oh, I had several rolled ankles in those things. <laughs> they were so dangerous. They were very dangerous. If you're not familiar with moon shoes, it's basically like you have trampolines on your feet. Many trampolines on your feet. And <gasps> yes, and it, they, sh- <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Okay, we'll post a picture of moon shoes on our Instagram also. <laughs> totally. Oh, if, oh my, my God. goodness. I wonder if I could buy those. I want those. <gasps> totally on eBay. We probably could. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, you know what is so funny? Off topic, but um, rollerblading was really big when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And, man, I was just like a master rollerblader. Like, mm-hmm. I was free as the wind, you know? Yeah. And I recently went ice skating. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, not the fucking same. I can't ice skate at all, but I, I can rollerblade like a motherfucker. I almost died several times. <laughs> I can rollerblade like a motherfucker. Should be some merch. <laughs> <laughs> I it's. I thought it would be the same. I've never ice skated in my life. And I was like, I am so good at rollerblading. This is a piece of cake. Not the same. Not the same at all. Yeah, I don't think it's the same. I don't think that's a one-to-one. Okay, so Metal Man. Total hoax. Hoax. (sighs) Alien Scout. It comes down to whether you want to believe the eyewitness statement and testimony. Mm -hmm. Um, The pictures, and I am going to post all of these. He looks too human to be something from not of this world. Mm-hmm. His proportions are just, I just feel like it's kind of unlikely that something from so far away would have the so same crafty. makeup as us. Mm-hmm. Just the, even the same proportions, you know, like who knows what the the ecosystem would be like on another planet that they came from. So the same year, there was another alien story out Mm -hmm. of mississippi that i Mm -hmm. am not going to talk about today but next time we do one i'm going to do it and some people think that maybe the hoax was related to that okay but that people really are 100 on board with okay i'm not going to talk about it now i don't want to give anything away but that's also very scary okay well there's two types of travel right like extraterrestrial travel there's dots and bolts and then there's dimensional uh-huh. i could see this being dimensional mm-hmm. because dimensional to me would be same kind of physicality um nuts and bolts i absolutely believe nuts and bolts extraterrestrial will be in a different form than uh, what we know as human form i just thought of something what if what? something was going on in the area somebody did really see a ufo and something really weird was going on in the area and maybe the what the guy saw was the u.s government's response to what was already going on maybe Maybe. that was a person in a weird suit Mm -hmm. because something was happening in the town Mm -hmm. that could be related that could be i mean i want to believe and i everything in me wants to believe the account of what happened um so i'm gonna go with I'm going to choose to believe him. I, I yeah. believe that he believes he's being truthful. Yes. And I'm going to say maybe some kind of interdimensional um, travel uh, something or other was happening going on there that he stumbled upon it. 
Because I, but I also think some unidentified hysterical woman is not nothing too. Like that also says something to like, how come she never came forward or how come I, I, I don't know. I'm going to say yes. I think it's something suspicious. I think it's high. I think this is something high strangeness. Okay. Well, when we do our next alien episode, I'll do the Mississippi story. Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. okay. You're up. You are up. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> I am ready for this because okay. it's not super strange, but it is weird. I'm scared because you said it's local and it, it just is. happened. It is very local. All right. So November 4th, mm-hmm. 2022. Okay. I'm terrified. In Penn Valley, California, mm-hmm. the fire, the local fire department received a call of a structure fire okay. around 7.30 p.m. Not good. So Penn Valley is 60 miles north of Sacramento. And it's nestled on the east side of Nevada County. It's a sweet little rural community with wide open spaces made up of mostly small cattle farms. And actually, there's probably more cows in Penn Valley than there are people. And um, it's just a really sweet town. And I know this because actually, it's about 20 miles from where I live, if not less. Mm-hmm. Um, Like I said before, this isn't the strangest story I've ever heard, but it falls under the category of high strangeness, um, and it's local, and I thought this was a really good time to cover it because I knew about it in November, and I've been thinking about it since, and I've been kind of waiting for an opportunity to talk about it here, Mm -hmm. and so when... You know, I see an opportunity. I'm going to take it. She's going to take it, people. She's going to take it. (laughs) Yes. It all started in November when my husband came home and told me that a meteorite had fallen from the sky and blown up a house in Penn Valley. Okay. Scary. Yes. My husband went on and on about how he saw a video on Facebook, which I'm like, those are sketchy. Please stop doing that. No. No. Um, That's literally how we got to the place that we are. Video on Facebook has ruined so many lives. Yes. Literally almost (laughs) crumbled an entire country. Um, and but he also said a coworker of a coworker was first on the scene and that person said that he witnessed a huge hole through this house oh god my husband was adamant like would bet everything on like he truly believed a meteor had fallen from space and blew up this man's home so much so that he told my father-in-law, who is a retired firefighter, but he also serves on a local firehouse's board of trustees or member board members, whatever. Mm-hmm. He told him about it and like in hopes that he would ask the fire chief, like, hey, like, how, did you hear about this? What was it? What were the findings? Mm-hmm. Trying to get some answers. Yeah. All right. So let's get back to the incident itself. 
it was November 4th and the homeowner, his name is Dustin. The news report that I read, which I will cite a little bit later, um, used his full name, but I'm just going to use his first name. Uh, it's Dustin and, um, he was at home on November 4th in the evening with his two dogs and his wife. Mm-hmm. He was inside the house relaxing with his two dogs who he mentioned in the news report, but not his wife. Um, so I, I don't know. What any, any, anyway, he said he was relaxing when he heard a loud boom. He had no idea what it was. He looked around, didn't really see anything. And then after a few moments, he started to smell smoke. So he went towards where the boom was, which was the front of his house and he opened his front door and went into his went onto his porch and the whole porch was like up in flames and he was like what the hell i mean i don't know if he said that but if i was him I, that's what i would say mm-hmm. quote, um, quote quote what the hell yes. End quote. yes he got one of his dogs out he got his wife out the whole porch everything what yeah yeah in that order <laughs> yes in that order actually is what the article said and then the whole porch was going up in flames. He ran back. He tried to run back inside the house where the second dog was. But sadly, that dog was trapped in the oh house. No. And he did did perish because the whole structure, the whole house ended up burning down. Cassie, you could have left that out. We wouldn't have known. I know. But I just wanted to be accurate. Um, shortly after he had gotten everybody but his one dog out. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, he called the fire department. He Yes. He called the fire department and they were on their way. He lives pretty rural. He lives kind of far out there. So they were on their way. It would take him a while. And then he's waiting there on his property, watching his house burn down, wondering what the fuck just happened. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, freaking people start showing up at his house. Like random ass people and neighbors and they are like are you okay we literally saw a bright greenish yellowish ball of fire shooting through the night sky and was it night why did i picture this during the day no it was at night okay okay shooting through the sky and they follow the trajectory which led them to Dustin's house. These people are just out uh, following balls of fire flying through the sky. I, I suppose they were driving. And the weird thing about this is this ball of fire was caught on multiple dash cams and a Nest camera. But from no one phones? Of his, no phones. Come on, people. no actually my husband said he did see someone make a video on their phone as they were driving and that's how he kind of saw it and they posted it to like a local facebook group Mm -hmm. like a nevada county facebook group Mm -hmm. so there's all these people there and they're like oh my gosh we saw this like ball of fire flying through the sky i sent you the link so you can see the videos we saw this ball of fire. We followed it, and it it led us here to your house. And the guy, Dustin, said, oh, I didn't see any ball of fire. I was inside, but I did hear a big boom. And we have the 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 electrician who showed up on site and 
um, who was called to like some kind of weird power outage or whatever, Mm -hmm. who said, I did see a huge hole in his house. So the firefighters show up. They battle this fire for several hours. They get it put out. It doesn't spread to any other um, neighboring farms or anything. And um, it was a total mystery why the fire or how the fire had started. So I'm going to read bits from the KCRA 3, the local news station article. And basically the Penn Valley Fire Department Captain Josh Miller said they got the call around 730. Um, and the he said, I had always watched meteor, sh- meteor showers as a kid, but I didn't want them landing in my yard. The owner of the house said that. Now, mm-hmm. this weekend was also supposed to be the um, tar- TARDIS meteor shower, meteor shower that was happening this this weekend, November 4th, 2022. Uh-huh. So it was a meteor shower supposed to be happening that weekend. Uh-huh. Um, I'm on the link that you sent me, by the way. Okay. okay. So uh, the owner said, you know, I, I I was actually watching the meteor shower, uh, you know, earlier and I've always watched them and I just, I, I never hoped a meteor hit my house. Um, and he, so the fire department showed up, two different fire departments and Cal Fire also show, showed up and, um, the homeowner said everyone I talked to said it was a flaming ball falling from the sky and it landed in my general area. And they also told the firefighters there investigating the fire that there was a huge ball of fire and they all saw it like shooting through the sky and landing it uh, around this guy's house. Yeah. You can see, I mean, you can see it on this. Yes. So, and they had multiple witnesses like, tens of like more than 10 witnesses show up at this spot so weird yeah so they said it's a one in four trillion chance to be hit by a meteor but here's where it gets weird okay i feel like this gets very strange so they said they were going to investigate it that's in november Mm -hmm. i could find nothing of a follow-up nothing of a media article nothing on the the firefighters website no follow-up what they determined how they determined the fire started nothing all i found was that nasa said to have investigated and they said the chances of a meteor starting a fire are like nil and the fire department did not share a follow-up on like they didn't even share a follow-up oh the the supposed you know homeowner says meteor blew his house up uh debunked it was actually leaky gas it was actually you know bad electrical but did they find evidence of the meteor i mean wouldn't there be part i'm not so a this scientist. is very open-ended. I'm sorry, but I think this is so Wouldn't bizarre. Wouldn't they have found piece of the meteor? They didn't find, and they have not said what. So I, 
it's so weird to me because they have not said either way. It's just like a loose end in the wind. I think you should probably drive to Dusty's house and follow up, Cassie. <laughs> okay, so. Just say, I am a podcaster. I am following <laughs> up. I almost called the Penn Valley Firehouse and wanted to ask questions. Well, my, so they had NASA people come. They didn't find a meteor. Well, I don't know if they found a meteor because they haven't said one way or the other. But they did have a NASA engineer or a NASA meteorologist um, make a statement, something along the facts like there's been two meteors to fall recently. They said they hardly ever make it to our atmosphere Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they're burnt up entirely. And if they do, they're not hot at all. They don't start, they're not hot enough to start fires. One um, hit a few years ago, it went through like a little doghouse and then one did in Virginia go through a doctor's office and it went, it just made a hole through the roof and then like through a couple walls and it was just a hole. It didn't light anything on fire. Because um, it's just coming so fast that it would rip through something that wouldn't be hot. So Okay. Yes. So what was the burning thing everybody saw then? I don't know. And there's actual videos posted. I'm also going to post those. You can see it on the news thing. This It looks weird. It looks big. Yes, it's huge. And it is like clearly like that makes me think that maybe it was a projectile from a like an airplane or something and nobody wants to say, yeah, oh sorry, part of my airplane fell off and fucking lit your house on fire and killed your dog. And killed your dog. I mean, it was clearly something on fire. I don't think a UFO would make fire. Yeah, I don't know, but okay, so then my father-in-law around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. asked a local fire chief that he happened to be having a conversation with after a board meeting. And the fire chief looked him in his eye and said, respectfully, I have no idea what you're talking about. What the fuck? Yeah. To me, that is so weird. No idea what you're talking about. You would have, have an idea. You would say, oh yeah, that guy was an idiot. That he fucking burnt his own house down if it was totally wrong. Yeah. He said, respectfully, I have no idea what you're talking about. Government cover up. That is what I think. And that's why I did it for this episode because I think it is something weird. And they totally were like, whether it's because, you know, Bill Air Force Base is really close to there. Mm Mm-hmm. What if they're doing some kind of weird freaky experimental experimental plane and something happens? Yes. Yes. Or what if it was like some weird UFO or what do they call, what are we supposed to call them now? Um, Unidentified aerial phenomenon. UAP. Yes. UAP. So maybe it was a UAP. Maybe it was a meteor and maybe it had some kind of weird extraterrestrial substance in it. I don't know, but... I am getting a whiff of some kind of cover-up. I smell a rat. <laughs> I smell a fish. I smell a fish. <laughs> um, it is strange. It is very, very strange. Obviously, something happened and nobody wants to take the blame for it. Yes. Obviously, something was on fire hur- hurtling through the air. Okay, so, and also, this makes it even more strange. My husband will not let this go. He fully believes it was some kind of meteorite that hit that man's house. 
So he was talking to a coworker who, Tiffany, you and I happen to know, and the coworker lives kind of sort of in that area. Mm-hmm. And he said that him and his wife sometimes in the summer lay out on their porch and sleep out there and look at the stars. And he told my husband, you would have, you wouldn't believe the kind of weird activity that happens in those skies. Very strange. I think that it has to be something. It was obviously, I mean, I think it has to be some sort of an aircraft that caused it. Yeah. And maybe they cleaned it up or maybe, I don't know, maybe they called in the Air Force, which is there's an Air Force base nearby there and they cleaned it up and maybe they gave Dustin some hush money. I don't know. Yeah, probably. It was all that it took everything in me to not try to find his house. (laughs) I mean, something burnt it down and something was on fire falling from the sky. Yes. There's like video footage, which I will post on our Instagram. Fascinating, Cassie. I know. I know. You could also search, I think, Penn Valley Meteor or something on Twitter. And there's a couple like Twitter posts that show it or meteor in northern california blows up home or something i think we're gonna have to just really watch this we're gonna break this we're gonna break this case i know we got to get boots on the ground for this cassie we got (laughs) to go to dusty's house i know i wonder if i should call the fire department should i email the the reporter who wrote the article oh by the way i that's a perfect opportunity to cite the source this article was written by michelle bander um with kcra3 and um maybe i should email her and ask her if she has followed up on this story and if there was a conclusion to what um, caused the fire email her okay i'm going to i'm going to email her and i will on our next episode, I will, if I have a response, I will um, let everybody know. Ooh, I'm excited. So that was kind of an open-ended, high strainness. I don't know. You be the judge. I think there's something fishy going on. I feel like that's a pretty big occurrence in like a small rural area like this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they would have um, let us know on some kind of conclusion or what. Yeah. It's on the news. Yeah. So, and this was covered like, it was covered by multiple news sources, Uh networks all over. Like I read an article from a Chicago news network that kind of covered it. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know. It was really weird. Really weird. High strangeness, people. High strangeness. So it wasn't a tin man or metal man. Maybe it was a burning baked potato. Maybe this whole thing is baked potato related. <laughs> I, I honestly, that would be the best case scenario because I love baked potatoes. They're so underrated. <laughs> I love baked potatoes too. They really are. Just a good baked potato makes me so happy. Ah, oh, well, I think that we should definitely end on baked potatoes make me so happy. I mean, yeah. I can't top it. I two, can't I can top a baked potato, but I can't top that quote. Two merch ideas in one episode. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? All right. Well, that just yeah, baked potatoes make me so happy. And <laughs> on that note, 
Don't forget to love yourself. Lock your doors. And listen to your gut. And eat a baked potato. (laughs) And eat a baked potato for the love of Pete. Eat a baked potato. Idaho potatoes, please sponsor us. (laughs) (laughs) If they have funding to make a fucking Idaho potato perfume, they they can sponsor an episode. Yes. (laughs) Cheers to that. We're all out of order. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers to that.